Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fish Fry Podcast. I'm your dad, host Bobby. And I'm Oliver. And today, we are bringing you our first interview episode of Season 2. And our guest today is the one, the only, Ryan Storm. Now, you probably already know Ryan. Thank you for the applause. You probably already know Ryan. He is a co-host of three different podcasts. He is just a wonder kid of all things jam bands. He's a great musician. Um, He's a music journalist, a fan base promoter, a podcast host from Toronto. A fish fan. He is a fish fan for sure. So helming a trio of podcasts on the Osiris Network, he focuses on in-depth analysis of his three favorite bands, Fish, Goose, and Snarky Puppy. And I love all of them through his unique angles, which is cool. Ryan is also an avid writer, frequently contributing to Jambase and other publications as he continues to pursue his career as a full-time music journalist. Now, I love that bio, but getting to talk to Ryan was super cool. And it was awesome that he took time out of his schedule because he's busy. He's traveling a lot. Yeah. Going to see a lots of Came lots to of Russia. He did go to Madison Square Garden, and right that. it was great to be able to talk to him and just kind of hear his thoughts on fish and on music and stuff. What was your favorite part? No spoilers. What was your favorite part? Uh, getting to hear about his first fish show. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna let y'all get into it and. Go listen to it and come surrender to the flow with us. All right. Well, welcome Ryan Storm to the Fish Fry Podcast. Today is going to be fun. Don't you think so, Oliver? Mm -hmm. So why don't we start out and Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself outside of fish, who you are, what you do, what you enjoy. Well, well, first I'd like to say just thank you guys so much for having me today. Um, I'm honored to be your first guest uh, here on Fish Fry Podcast. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, and myself outside of fish, there's not much. Uh, you know, it, it's been it's been a huge part of my life. You know, ever since I got into them when I was you know not much older than you, Oliver. Um, and you know that this is this is what I do full time now. You know, I I am a music journalist. I I host three podcasts. I write about fish and other bands. Uh, all, all sorts of stuff like that. So, but other than that, you know, I, I like to read a lot. Um, I actually, when I was eight years old, I started a food blog, um, which is, you know, my, my first foray into, into journalism of some kind and where I, you know, learned how to like write about stuff. And then I did that for 10 years, um, which was crazy. Um, so, you know, I love to see, you know, Oliver, like you at that age, uh, you know, doing a podcast and, and getting into stuff like this. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's really cool. It's it's been a real fun experience. I have to know, is it food blog where you're creating the recipes or you're reviewing other people's recipes? I was reviewing like restaurants uh, and stuff like that, like around Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So because of all that, how did you get into music? Is your family musical? Yes. So my dad, you know, started seeing the Grateful Dead in 1990, Fish in 1992. uh, And so I, you know, I grew up uh, on this kind of stuff, you know, at, at age six, going on the bus to day camp in the summer, um, I was requesting like, you know, I brought like the Europe 72 Grateful Dead box set with me. And I was like, can we play this China Cat Sunflower? You know, like at, at you know, such a young age. Um, and I was, you know, really into like classic rock and the Beatles and stuff and fish, you know, had been played around the house a bit, mostly the studio stuff. You know, my dad saw them a few, like a few times in the 90s and, you know, then not again, like 
you know, not very much. And so it wasn't as into them as some other bands. Um, and then in 2009, when they came back from, from the breakup, he saw them, uh, it's like near Buffalo, um, and kind of fell back in love with them, uh, a little bit. And then went to their, went to their festival Super Bowl in 2011. And then that was like the big moment for him when he was like, okay, like, you know, fish is the best, like, you know, where, where why haven't I been going to shows, whatever. And then he put those shows on my iPod, and I distinctly remember listening to the Super Bowl Reba from 7311. And in the middle of that jam, knowing, like, getting it, you know, that was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard, pretty much. And then it was, you know, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> it, it's a very sli- slippery slope. Yes, very, very slippery. Once you get in, it's, it's kind of hard to get out. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, there's this other question that I'm asking. Um, when was your first show, fish show? So just under a year later, um, th- this is a really cool story, actually. Uh, so for Father's Day in 2012, um, you know, my mom came to my my siblings and I we were like, you know, we're getting dad a, a ticket to this fish show. They're playing, you know, near Cleveland, like, you know, not too far away. And, you know, it's going to be a surprise at, you know, at breakfast tomorrow. And so the night before Father's Day, we were all together and we put, there was one ticket we put into an envelope and sealed the envelope. And then the next morning at breakfast, uh, when they opened it, you know, we brought out the envelope and we were all excited. We were like, you're going, you know, whatever. And then he opens the envelope and there are two tickets inside. (laughs) And, and he was like, surprise, you're coming with me. And I, I like freaked. I was like, this is the best day ever. Like, you know, going to see fish, like amazing because I, I didn't think like, you know, I, I didn't think I was going, I was like, my dad's going father's day gift. Amazing. Uh, and so we went, the two of us, um, you know, we had amazing seats. We were like dead center, a few rows back from the pit at, at Blossom music center, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous venue. Um, and this was a, this was, you know, I, I walked out of that show being like, that was the best three hours of my life. You know, like that, it, it was, it was life-changing experience getting to see them live. Um, and that was also a show where um, they brought like 10 people up on stage during meat stick to do the meat stick dance. Um, and also there was like a, a crazy tweezer in the second set with like a bunch of like meat stick and under pressure teases and ice ice baby and all sorts of nonsense. So it was, it was a, it was a crazy show, but that's, you know, that, that, that was my first fish show and it was, it was amazing. <laughs> Same thing with me. If yeah. uh, you know Fish Fry, um, you know we did my birthday in July, and they were playing on July 11th and 12th, and um, I got the ticket, and I didn't know I was gonna get it, and also I just, and me and my dad were going, so it was just yep. super surprised. It's a very cool and situation. Very few people get an Iculus at their first show. Right. And so I'm incredibly jealous of both of you that, you know, you, you go to your show, you get that crazy encore and you get an Iculus. You yeah. know, they, they never play that like that. That's that's amazing. <laughs> it, it was a pretty wild overall experience with our first show. Like, yeah, I mean, they're playing an hour away, which is practically at home. Mm-hmm. Like, Trey before just shake his hand in the parking lot like and then. Iculus. They did alumni blues, which they don't play super often from what I've seen. So 100%, like it was, yeah. It was a it was a pretty awesome, awesome first experience. Mm-hmm. So did that show really just kind of send you 
over the edge? Like I was already over the edge. Gotcha. Uh, it, you know, I, I was already like fully into fish. That was just like, first, you know, getting the first live experience. Obviously, you guys know as well. It's so key to uh, really understanding the band and, and you know, why people want to go to 300 shows. It's yeah. experiencing it live and feeling that sense of community with everybody at the show and, you know, the energy. And I assume you guys experienced it too. When you're a young kid at a show, everyone's coming up and being like, like Oliver, were people being like, you have the coolest dad ever. Like, yeah. You know, like, a lot of people there were nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like most of them that we uh, met, like there's this guy but, uh, beside me. He was like so nice. Uh, mm-hmm. His name was Colby. I think so. Yeah, but he was really nice. He was like cluing you in on what songs were being played. Mm-hmm. Just trying oh, to that's have... awesome. Yeah. yeah, everyone, everyone's just like you know excited to be there and excited for you, especially you know being like it's my first show and everyone's like, oh, you know, like I said first show and I was like right there where everybody. Oh, nice. Everybody was like, "Where'd you get that?" And so <laughs> I was like, "I have no idea. It just came." <laughs> it, it was a, it was a gift. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was your first show. Yes, what, that was my first show. Favorite fish show. So you- my favorite fish show that I've seen okay. uh, yeah. was was October twenty third, twenty twenty one, in Chula Vista. Uh, this was also, you know, this uh, my dad and I did these three shows out on the West Coast that weekend. Uh, it was my first show since the pandemic, like any concert, um, and so it was just amazing to be back. The first night was awesome, but that show in Chula Vista. Um, I mean, from first note to last, you know, they opened with the first jammed out fluff heads since 1999, which they've now done like four times since, uh, you know, so it's now like, oh, they're jamming fluff head again. How exciting. You know, it's not like a the shock factor in that moment. I was like, they haven't done this since 724.99. Like, oh, my God. Um, and it, it was really, really cool. And then just incredible jams, uh, you know, like the the NICU, the tube. Uh, the no men, the free, but and then the piper that just opened into a black hole of death at the end, uh, which was just crazy. Um, uh, but it, it was just an unbelievable show. The energy was amazing, the weather was great. Um, you know, anyone who was there will probably tell you it's one of their favorite fish shows they've ever seen. And that's that was the first fish show I saw where people at the show and watching at home were like, that was an incredible show. You know, I seen good ones before but some of them had been you know like i had a great time but people were like a little bit more critical of the set list or jams or whatever and so that was the first one where it was like everybody in the community was like chula vista that's that's the show right there that's a good, yeah. yeah my I, head would probably be going like um thousand miles per hour in circles absolutely i would oh yeah my goodness like the way that you uh like they're playing Fluffhead, man. I would probably be like that the whole show. Like, yeah. like cause yeah. after we met Trey, I was still like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always say that, you know, if, if I ever meet Trey, I might like pass out. Like, you know, yeah, like, um, <laughs> that's what I was about to, uh, like, I was afraid of. Like, I thought I was going to cry or like something like yeah. that. Just be so embarrassed. And I was literally talking to my dad uh, on the ride there. I said, what if we get to meet one of the band members? Oh man, very pull up. Yep, and he's right there. Yeah, so I made a note so we can go back and check out that ten twenty three twenty one show. Do it. That that's if you ha- if you haven't listened to a lot of fall twenty twenty one, you got to listen to fall twenty twenty one. That is that is some of the best fish ever. 
they were absolutely on fire uh that tour jamming out basically every song uh that they could you know like there there are some times where you'll get songs that that get jammed out that don't normally and on that tour it just seemed that a jam could come in any spot whether it was the first song of the show or the last song you know they're they're one of the shows opens with a 25 minute down with disease and one of the shows the encore is a 19 minute Karini. Wow. you know it, it's everything was on the table everything was in play anything could happen any night it was what what a time to be alive <laughs> kind of sounds like how a lot of people were talking about this summer with their summer tour summer yeah tour. and yeah they've they've really kind of taken that approach to the set list since 2021 you know like songs that don't normally jam are going to jam like that's why like you know sample in a jar was a 5 minute rock song for 25 years and then now it's a jam vehicle like, yeah yeah have you ever heard like a uh, no man's land oh, yes know. i have no man in no man's land yeah yeah. Have I'll... you heard it live? Yes, I have a few times. Uh there was uh the one 102718, uh fall 2018, also highly recommend. But the 102718, No Men in No Man's Land. Um that 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 was the first 20-minute jam I ever saw live. I was at that show with that was the first show that I did where it was just me, my mom, and my dad. I had done two shows with my siblings as well, but that one was just like me and both my parents. Um and I remember that, you know, first 20 minute jam I'd ever seen live and it was crazy. They went way out into space uh, and it ends with what what like the last few minutes or what I like to call um, a, a reggae death march. Oh. Um, and you have to hear it to really understand what that means. But it's it's an excellent jam. I would love to hear No Man's Land. Uh, no Man, No Man's Land. Mm -hmm. like, but I would love to hear it live. Yeah. Yeah. I heard they played it a few times and they've done really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny, you know, chasing songs and you know, there's uh, for a while you're always going to have one that's like gets played a lot but you inexplicably haven't seen. Like I'm at 30 something shows, I think like 31 shows now uh after this summer and I still haven't seen Runaway Jim. Oh wow. Oh no, just kidding. I lied. I saw it at Dicks. <laughs> um but if my first my first runaway gym was at Dick's, gotcha. uh, which was which was, you know, crazy after after waiting for so long and being like, why haven't I seen it yet? You know, it took me 10 shows to get Wolfman's like, you know, all these songs that you think they play every few shows. And then it's it's weird. Like, it's like they just don't play it at the shows that I go to it's sort of all their newish and songs that they usually play a lot mm -hmm. other than like Fluffhead and all that. But um it's usually those, and you kind of want to get like old, old songs because like that sort of reminds you of your childhood. Yeah, I get that. Um, right. So I bet that's probably why you need to probably like why you want to go like hear Fluffhead and stuff. And that, and that mm -hmm. to me, I mean, we've been to one con. I've been to two, but we've been to. Wait. Been to, oh yeah. Yeah, because I went all the twelve, but it seems like that's kind of along with the community and the love of the music and love of the band, like that's part of the fun too, is chasing. So like, that's just part of it. Like, man, maybe tonight they're going to play, you know, like free. Yeah. Like I had a whole list. If you go check you, that out, I was you, like, Bruh. you had a major list of songs you wanted to hear. So what's mm -hmm. your favorite fish show that you've listened to that you like would have loved to have been there for. So that one's tough because there, there are so many from, uh, across fish history. Um, I think though it would have to be like, if I have to pick one 
show that I, you know, I wish I could have been at probably eight seventeen ninety seven. 97 uh, from the great when I think a lot of people who know my, my tastes in fish might be surprised that I pick a show from 1997 and not like a, you know, fall 2021. Um, but that show, you know, it's three sets from the great went festival um, that, you know, that they put on in 97 and, that that second set is is absolutely legendary it's like a 22 minute down with disease or something there's what what they were doing at the time they had like a big art installation tower near the stage um and so and they like people were painting it and doing stuff and then they burnt it down at the end of the at the festival um but there, there's really cool footage of that uh online but basically after this down with disease page and fishman went over to paint the art tower while mike and trey just kind of like jammed just with each other for a few minutes then they played absolutely legendary version of bathtub gin if you haven't heard the wench in you need to listen to the wench in um it's like the the best bliss jam ever um and then uncle pen and then 2001 which is also one of the best versions of that song ever where at the beginning mike and trey go and paint the art sculpture while page and fishman are just kind of hanging out in the 2001 groove before they come back and i i just i love the summer 97 sound and i i you know, not having been alive at the time, uh, you know, I would, I would love to have the opportunity to experience that live. Sure. Yeah. That would have been cool. From different things I've, I've read and I've listened to like great went, um, it's all those festivals they've done were just like, you know, you had to be there. Yeah. That's, I don't know that we could make it to Delaware next year, but the idea of going to a fish, festival is yeah. like 
dreams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I will, I will like move mountains to get <laughs> myself there. You know, I've never been to a fish festival, you know, and I've been a fan for so much of my life. And like, it's, it's, it's a bucket list thing, you know, it's, and they haven't done one since 2015 and, you know, obviously curveball doesn't count. Um, but you know, who knows how long it'll be before the next one after this. And so I, I will be there. I know with absolute certainty that I will be there. <laughs> oh, some way. I would do the same thing. Yeah. And also if, uh, Wait, I forgot. Wait, I've never been to a festival, but do they play songs there? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. But they, it's, you know, the cool thing about a festival is that this one is four days and it's only fish. Oh. You know, a lot of, a lot of every other music festival, you know, there are other bands on the bill and it's just fish. And they do a secret set of just jamming of some kind at like two o'clock in the morning yeah. uh, on one of the nights. Uh, and so, you know, I'm excited to see what it is next year. It yeah, seems like oh. someone shared a video and it was just like kind of a real stripped down set during the day that I saw the other day. And I don't remember where it was from. Would it have been uh, the Festival 8 acoustic set from 09? So. Um, I think it was acoustic. Yeah, if I went to a, a festival and I listened and I had like Slow Llama. Oh, yeah. I would oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he just introduced it to me like yeah. a couple weeks ago whenever mm -hmm. I my allergy shots and he was like, I got a song for you. And <laughs> I was like, what's it called? And he said, Slow Llama. And yep. he said, I've heard it uh, from other people. Mm -hmm. And so he just played it and it was like funky. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. That's a fun one. Yeah. So um, now I want to kind of get your uh, scholarly wisdom on. Because as new fish fans, mm -hmm. what do you think would be a great studio album for a new fan to start with? We usually ask each other this, like mm -hmm. ask Oliver, would you give this to one of your friends? Or could I get it to one of my friends? That kind of thing. What's a great studio album you think someone should start with? So my the first thing that I really listened to before I, I was listening to a lot of the live fish stuff was uh, it was a picture of Nectar. Uh, was what kind of got me a couple of tracks from that. Um, but I think it really depends on the person's tastes because okay. it's really once, once somebody gets fish, they're going to be very receptive to everything. And that could happen the first time they listen to a song or, you know, 10 years after they've some, someone's been playing fish for them, but it's about finding the right starting point. So I think it, it depends on the person's tastes. Like, you know, if, if you think they're going to like the kind of weirdness of the early nineties albums, then throw them that if they need like you know to be eased in a little bit more give them like sigma oasis or, or joy or fuego one of the more recent albums that probably has a you know more you know normal person friendly uh sound to it so i totally get that because my first introduction was billy breeds yeah great starting point i loved it from the from the jump but i've I mean, I grew up with my dad. We listened to all kinds of music, all different genres, all different times, things like that. So, like, it didn't feel – I wasn't jarred by it, which I don't think Billy Breeze is, like, a jarring album, like maybe like a rift with all the different styles and things like that. But um, So I was – I felt pretty at home inside of Billy Breeze. But I do agree that it does take – you have to kind of know your friend, mm -hmm. know what someone is comfortable with in musical taste. So absolutely. What's a great live album? So someone's well, already got in, they've already mm -hmm. got 
with a studio album and you're you're baby stepping them in what's a good starter live album well that's what a live one is for yeah uh, you know classic classic choice uh you know obviously it's not going to give you an indication of what they sound like now but sure. it's a great introduction to kind of you know the the compositions it's got yam it's got stash you know and you get some jamming on there the weird 1994 jamming however um but you know that that's that's kind of why they created a live one back in the mid 90s uh it was it was to get people into you know the live catalog other other than that um i'd say like you know something like 11 17 97 uh is a great starting point if they're already familiar with fish like just throw them into the deep end with that with that show um 9 14 99 is another one that you know is out on streaming service as well gorge 98 is fantastic uh but i'm curious if i may ask you guys a question i'm curious for each of you what was it studio or live what was it what what song or jam or whatever that made you get fish um, maybe for me it'd probably be um chalkness torture nice studio or live studio i'm more of a studio person yeah got it nice but so i'd like to hear their live jams well mm -hmm. Chalk dust. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got a chalk dust at your first show. If, if I had to pick a second, chalk dust. Mama dance. Oh, yeah. Nice, great song. That's a good one. I think for me, a really good question. I think because I, I, if I'm going to go back to think like Billy Breeds, like that album, I think it was. Mm, I think it was free just mm -hmm. right off the bat just yeah okay i like this it was like it's kind of like when you get a first sip of water you know and you're thirsty it's kind of like oh that that's good now i need to drink more of it you know what i'm saying it's mm -hmm. kind of like just a little okay wet my whistle a little bit and now we'll we'll dig in deeper oliver as the last question for mr storm i want you to ask him what would you tell a new fish fan? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Uh, I I think, you know, if you're if you're already a fan, you're into the band. Uh, you know, absorb as much as possible about them. Take every recommendation from everybody. Uh, you know, wh whether you can listen to the hundreds of hours of music you're going to be recommended or not, take all the recommendations. Listen to stuff from you know across their catalog. Meet people in the community because, like, you know. As you said, uh, you know, at your first show, like everyone's so nice, right? Like everyone, the, the the sense of shared experience and joy that you get in the fish community is like unlike anywhere else. Uh, you know, everyone is there having a great time, you know, appreciating the music uh, that we're getting from them. Um, and, you know, see a show every chance you get. There's never such thing as I'm too tired or like, you know, I'll see them next time. Like if you have the opportunity the answer is always yes. Yeah. yeah, if like they're literally if they're like a few hours away. Oh yeah. You go. No way like that you can't go. Yeah. It's like yeah. they'll get in the gym and you'll and like if you're sitting at home and you miss it because you said you were too tired, um, you'd probably be watching them on TV and you'd be like Exactly. Should have been there. And also, as a rule, if you can go to a show and you decide not to, they're going to play all your favorite songs and all the songs that you're chasing. That's yeah. just how it works. 
Yeah, like my dad, he went on the 12th. And yeah. Favorite song is free. And guess what they play? They play free. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I was just too tired from the first night. Oh, yeah. It lasted from like 1130. It was a late night. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for being our first guest on Fish Fry Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule with all your other podcasts and things you have going on. But we really appreciate it. And we will take all of your advice to heart and come surrender to the flow with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to listen, rate, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We'd also love to connect with you on social media. We are everywhere at Fish Fry Pod, all PHs. For even more Fish Fry Podcasts, join our Patreon. For $5 a month, you get extra content, a chance to vote on what shows we can record next, and more. So check it out at patreon.com forward slash fish fry pod. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of our podcast journey. And remember to come surrender to the flood of us.